Welcome, everybody, to the Skill Development Playbook Podcast. I am your host, Coach TJ. And today I've got a, another solo episode for you. Um, it has been a, a tough week for the uh, basketball community. Um, I'm actually recording this, this episode on a, on a Sunday night. So last Sunday, a week ago from today, we received uh, tragic news that um, um, helicopter crash outside of L.A. or in the or in Los Angeles, and, and it killed nine passengers, one of which was NBA great and, and Los Angeles Laker former Los Angeles Laker player Kobe Bryant, along with uh, his daughter Gigi, uh, some other teammates and parents, and the pilot. Uh, there was actually a baseball coach uh, and his wife with his daughter on a helicopter also. And this has been a really tough week. You know, if if you're a, a basketball fan, if you're a Laker fan, if you're, a, of course, a Kobe Bryant fan, if you're just a fan of, you know, just the game, then I'm sure you've heard about this. And he's had a big influence on professional athletes and amateurs and and people all across the world um, in all different sports. So it's been a little tough. And personally, it's been tough for me, uh, not because I was this huge Kobe Bryant fan or fanatic, but when I saw what he was doing, um, for the game since he's retired. So, you know, Kobe has been really involved in, in, in being an ambassador for the game of basketball, especially for women's basketball. You know, his daughter was 13 and and she was, she was taking the reins and, um, you know, she was, she was going to be, you know, carry on his legacy on the basketball court. And so why this was tough for me personally, uh, just being, you know, totally transparent with everyone is because, you know, the situation was sad. It's, it's very sad. It's tragic in my heart and thoughts and prayers go out to, to Kobe's wife and his other daughters and the rest of his family. But when I would see, on my timeline and social media, you know, a lot of people will, you know, give their tributes and say that their hearts and prayers go out to the family. Um, and it was tough. You know, it's tough saying that you hate that. You, you'd hate that because uh, he's only 41. You know, I'm 40 and he's 41. But it was just something about seeing photos and videos of him and his daughter. And so his daughter was 13. And there would be clips of him teaching her how to play the game. There would be clips of, you know, Kobe and Gigi at a Laker game. Kobe and Gigi at a different NBA game. And so when I saw that, I would think about, you know, me and my daughter. Because I have a daughter that's nine. And if anybody follows me on on Instagram, then you will see um, different things I've posted in the past. But I, but ultimately, we're doing the same thing. I'm doing the exact same thing that Kobe was doing with his daughter, taking her to the gym, 
uh, working on a game, teaching her the game, introducing her to the game, you know, uh, you know, taking her to college basketball games, taking her to, you know, WNBA games and just all these different things, um, exposing her to the game, exposing her to women that play basketball, trying to help her, trying to make the game as fun as possible, teaching her about the game. And so when I would see their pictures on the timeline, I wouldn't see necessarily Kobe and Gigi. I would see Coach TJ and Nicole. And that made it very, very, very tough. So, um, you know, my heart just goes out to him, man. You know, it 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 took probably about two or three days before I could get on social media and see a picture or a video of Kobe and Gigi and not get emotional. And I was teaching Sunday school today, and I was telling the men that today in Sunday school. I've never been a, a real big Kobe Bryant fan. I've always respected how he played the game and. I've always respected, you know, his skill and his work ethic. But I've just never really been just this big, huge Kobe fan. But I was becoming more of a fan. More, I was respecting him more as a father and as an ambassador of the game. And, um, you know, it was just it was just tough seeing it. It was just tough. Um, it's one thing to to hear about Kobe dying. And it's another thing to hear about, you know, the tragic death with his daughter. So they just kind of hit close to home with me, um, you know, but this is something that we all have to, we all grieve differently. You know, I, I don't know and can, and can only imagine what his family is going through right now. Um, so, you know, that's what we've been going through for this week. Uh, you have to be living on a rock to not have heard the news about that about that tragedy. So what I want to do in this episode, um, my goal is to, you know, try to keep this short. Um, I have two things I want to go over. Uh, the first thing I want to I want to talk about is eight things that we can learn um, from this Kobe Bryant tragedy. Um, it's a sad situation. And, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, it's a sad situation, but you know, there's, there's always something that we can learn from it. And so I'm going to go over that. And then I'm going to go over eight things that players can learn from Kobe Bryant. But first let's talk about the eight things we can learn, um, from the, from the Kobe Bryant tragedy, um, and these not necessarily have anything, well, these don't have anything to do with basketball, but these are eight things that we can learn. So I'm going to go through these real quick. Number one, um, I'm a very spiritual man. I'm a Christian man. I believe that Jesus died for my, for my sins. Um, I don't know the backgrounds and religious, religious beliefs that people have, uh, that may be tuning in to my, to my podcast. But, uh, the first thing I would say is get to know God. You know, get to know God on an intimate, personal level. Um, get to know God to to lead you through life, to help you with situations, to get guidance, to get advice. Um, you want to get to know him because you never know when your date is coming. 
You know, you you have a date. I, my pastor talked about that today in church. Talk about you have a date, you have a time, and you don't know when that time is, and you won't be late for it. Um, but you want to get to know God. Um, the second thing that we can learn from this tragedy is that life is precious. We sometimes go through life and we take things for granted. We, um, you know, we don't realize how precious each breath is. We don't we don't realize how precious um, being able to walk and talk and do all these different things. And we just we go through life and, and we do things that, that possibly maybe that we shouldn't do. But we got to understand that that life is is precious. And when we understand that, we won't take certain things for granted. Um, so we have to we have to come to terms with that and realize that, you know, life is precious. There are some that live um, to be 100, 102, 103 years old. There are some that only live to see 41, some that only live to be 13. And there are some that are, you know, it's a stillbirth, you know. So um, we have to understand that life is precious. Number three, um, the third thing that we can learn from this from this uh, tragedy is that we need to go after our goals. We are quick to put things off. We are hesitant. We are, uh, I always feel like we have more time to do it. And, you know, we can't do that. We got to go after, we got to go after our goals. We got to put all our all into it, put everything we have into it and just go after it. We have to go after it like there is no tomorrow. Um, so, you know, when I got a chance to sit down and reflect on the whole situation, I said, you know, there's some goals I'm wanting to, I'm wanting to achieve this year, and I've been kind of dragging my feet, and um, no more, no more. I'm gonna go after my goals. Um, number four, mend any broken relationships. Um, we have situations with all different people in our lives, some good, some bad. Um, we get mad at someone, and then over time, we may even forget what we were mad about. But mend those relationships, you know, try to find a way to to fix those broken relationships. Because one thing you don't want to do is have a bad relationship with somebody when you can easily pick up the phone or drive across town and talk to them and get the situation fixed and get it set right. Um, you'd hate for that in particular individual to to die and then you have to live with that burden for the rest of your life. So um, so I'm talking about eight things that we can learn from the Kobe Bryant tragedy. Number one, get to know God. Number two, understand that life is precious. Number three, go after your goals. And number four, mend any broken relationships. So number five, give people their roses while they are still here. Um, one of my favorite music artists is Master P., uh, Mr. No Lemon himself from New Orleans, and he he talks about this all the time. Every time there's a celebrity that pass away, uh, we always talk about how great they were, um, but we never talk about how great they are when they are alive. So we have to uh, give people that roses while they're still here. Number six, since since we're talking about roses, we need to stop and smell the roses. Just really. Stop, take a deep breath and and you know, view view our view our world from a 
from a different set of lenses. You know, really be appreciative of what we have, be appreciative of where we are. Uh, we may not always be in the best situations. I know there's some people that are really struggling, may not be in a great situation, but we want to try to find something within our life that we're grateful for. So we want to stop and smell the roses. Number seven, we want to be sure to inspire someone. Um, that's something that Kobe did. He, he inspired a whole basketball community. He inspired professional athletes. He, he inspired uh, amateur athletes, baseball players, soccer players, football players, tennis, golf, whatever it was, uh, especially when he talked about the Mamba mentality. So, you know, try to inspire someone. Um, do something for someone, and you're not expecting anything in return. So, um you know, we, we want to be inspirational to uh, to others. And then number eight, hug your loved ones a little tighter and a little longer. Um, this week, my my hugs to my daughters were different. They um, were a little longer. I hugged them a little tighter. I pulled them in a little bit closer. Um Made sure they knew that I, that I care for them and I love them, you know. And so sometimes we get into a routine. We may tell our significant other or our kids, "I love you" on the way out on the on the on the way out the door, or at night when they're getting ready to go to bed, and we say it out of routine. Uh, we might give them a hug out of routine. We may give them a kiss on the forehead or on the cheek out of routine, but we got to make sure that. We get out of that routine and let them know that we really love them and appreciate them. Um, so, you know, hug your loved ones a little a little tighter, a little longer. So, eight things that we can learn from this Kobe Bryant tragedy. I'll go through these real quick. Uh, number one, get to know God. Number two, understand that life is precious. Number three, go after your goals. Number four, mend any broken relationships. Number five, give people their roses while they are still here. Six, stop and smell the roses. Number seven, inspire someone. And number eight, hug your loved ones a little longer and a little tighter. So those are eight things that we can learn uh, from that Kobe Bryant tragedy. And now I want to get into eight things players can learn from Kobe Bryant. And, you know, I'm a, I should be able to get through this pretty quickly. Um but eight things that we want to learn that players can learn from from Kobe Bryant. Um, number one, work ethic. Kobe Bryant had a heck of a work ethic. Um, I've heard many stories about him playing in the game and not and not doing well and staying after after the game and getting up shots. I um, heard Dwayne Wade tell a story about how. He was shooting in a game, uh, and and Dwayne Wade would just kind of tap him on the elbow every time he would shoot, and that threw Kobe off that day. Um, he didn't shoot well. Referees weren't calling it a foul, so he stayed after practice. Or I'm sorry, he stayed after the game to practice, and he had one of the coaches, you know, every time he would shoot, tap him on the elbow. So he was trying to figure out how he could make that shot. Um, being touched on the elbow, um, you know. Then there's the the six 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 workout um, that he's famously known for, 
two hours on the track, two hours on the court, and two hours weightlifting, six hours a day, six days a week for six months. And you know, and that's a heck of a heck of a work work ethic right there. If you're doing that six days a week, six hours a day for six months, you're putting in some serious time. And Kobe actually talked about that. He felt like if he was doing six hours a day and and um another NBA player was doing one hour a day, even if he was doing it six days a week, you know, there's no way that that guy could be close to even getting remotely close to uh to his work ethic, to his work. So Kobe felt like that really, really separated him among other players. So one thing you can learn from Kobe Bryant is work ethic. Number two is his willingness to win. I mean, he would put everything on the line for his team to win, whatever it took. Um, there are many, many times at the end of the games, he wanted to guard the opposing team's best player. If they were a perimeter player, he wanted to guard them. He wanted to be the reason why they couldn't score that bucket. He wanted to be the guy to shut him down on, or to force him to take bad shots or to force him into turnovers or to force him, you know, doing the things that, that the Lakers, you know, the coaching staff wanted that, that particular player to do or not do. So he always accepted that challenge. So whatever whatever was needed, he was willing to do for his team to win. Number three uh, of eight things that players can learn from Kobe Bryant is his defensive intensity. Uh, he got down, uh, and uh, he was a two-way player before they talked about two-way players. You know, Kobe would guard anybody, uh, guard, wing, you know, it didn't matter. Shooting guard, small forward, <laughs> point guard. Um, he was very intense. Um, when it came to defense, he took it personal. Um, he wasn't afraid of getting crossed up or getting dunked on. and He didn't care about none of that. Uh, he wanted to guard you, and uh, he took it personal. Uh, number four, attention to detail. Um, you know, Kobe had a show on ESPN Plus called Detail, and he broke down film. And just the smallest little details, you know, he would he would pay attention to um, when it comes to coming off a screen or if it comes to, you know, taking someone one-on-one, you know, the footwork. You know, players that have good footwork, you know, they, they typically have good attention to detail. Um, in his book, Mama Mentality, he talks about some of the things that he would think about or consider or understand or know when it comes to, uh, you know, playing against his opponent. So he had great attention to detail. Number five, his determination. This guy was determined. Anybody that works out six hours a day for six days a week for six months, they're determined. Um, he was determined to win. Um, after him and Shaq had their little their riff and, and Shaq left, he was determined to win another championship. He was determined to, um, after they lost to the Celtics, to come back and beat the Celtics. So he, he had great determination, laser, as you know, as the coaches say, laser-like focus to be able to, you know, um, to reach his goals and get things done. So, you know, he had great determination. 
Number six, Mamba mentality. So I found a clip of Kobe and he was explaining what Mamba mentality was or what it is. He said it's singular focus to attack your goals. Just focusing in on the task at hand. Don't let anything get in your way. Don't let anything distract you or stop you from focusing on your goal, attacking your goal, and reaching your goal. Okay? All right, eight things players can can learn from Kobe Bryant. Number seven is heart. He had all the heart in the world. He wasn't scared. He had no fear. Uh, He was a young kid at 19 years old. And when he saw Michael Jordan, he wasn't backing down. I want to guard Mike. He wanted Mike to guard him. He wanted to test his skills against Mike to see where he really stacked up. Um, So, and they got Mike's, you know, respect. So, um, he had a lot of heart. I always played with heart. Didn't matter who was on the other side. He was going to give them their best. And then number eight of uh, eight things players can learn from Kobe Bryant, you know, his love for the game. Great love for the game. Uh, when you're in love or when you love the game, you're going to do all the things that I mentioned. You're going to pay attention to detail. You have a willingness to learn. You have a work ethic. You're determined. You have the right mentality. You have the heart. You have all those things. So, real quick, eight things players can learn from Kobe Bryant. Number one is work ethic. Number two is willingness to win. Number three is defensive intensity. Number four is attention to detail. Number five is his determination. Six is Mamba mentality. Seven is heart. And eight is his love for the game. So that is it. Um, my goal is to is to wrap this up right about the 24-minute mark. I have two minutes left. So... Um, I will say this, um, you know, again, Kobe Bryant wasn't my favorite player, but he was and is one of the greatest to ever play. And uh, we can learn a lot from him as a player on the court and things that he does off the court. So uh, he would greatly be missed in my heart and, and prayers and thoughts go out to all those, all nine of the victims of that helicopter crash. Um you know, we can only pray and, and keep them in our thoughts. So before I let y'all go, y'all make sure to uh, follow me on social media. I am available or I am on uh, Instagram and Twitter. Uh, my Twitter handle is at MBNBball. Um, be sure to check out my website, tjonesfirm.com. If you are wanting to talk to me about anything, you got questions, comments, about skill development, be sure to reach out to me, info at tjonesfirm.com. Email me and I will email you back. Or you can send me a direct message on any social media uh, platform. Uh, On my book, the Skill Development Playbook is available. Um, PDF version is $3.95. The paperback version is $9.99. And it's available on my website, tjonesfirm.com forward slash SDP hyphen book. And that is it. Just have a few more seconds and we're going to wrap this up at the uh, 24 minute mark. I've been reached my goal. And uh, I guess, you know, we can say that's a pay homage to my man, 
I'll take the guy into the legend, Kobe Bryant.